a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Let's get after it. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the On My Mind podcast. I'm here with Micah today. Hi, guys. We're back doing another episode. This one's going to be a little bit different because we're reading relationship horror stories, which is going to be kind of fun because <laughs> I don't know what to expect with these. You guys submitted a lot and I think there's going to be some crazy ones in there because neither of us had read them yet. So that'll be fun. Oh, it's their horror stories, not <laughs> our horror stories. <laughs> we just start like dumping on everyone. Oh my God, imagine that. I'd be like <laughs> scratching myself like, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> Do you want to share? Oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Me neither. So we're just going to be reading other people's. I go while we sit in a happy relationship. <laughs> That's kind of messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we just returned yesterday from our first ever trip together to Maui. We island hopped for the weekend, which was so fun. Micah, how was your experience? Because you haven't really been there before. Yeah, no, I'd only gone once for a wedding when I was really young and then for football. And for football, you kind of just go, you play your game and you leave. So you don't really have to explore the island. You're not even there for a night. You fly in, you play and you leave that same day. So it was really nice. I mean, overall, it was a very successful trip. It was. It was so fun. Yeah. We, I feel like we did a lot of different things. We explored a lot of different parts of the island. And when you're listening to this, there's going to be a YouTube vlog of that coming soon if you guys want to see. But it was really fun. That was our first trip together. We met up with some friends who also went and it was so awesome. What was your favorite part? There were several favorite parts for me. So we had gone because uh, I'm going to be stationed in Maui. Um, that's where I'll be working at uh, in the fire department. And so I went up to do some stuff for that. Business. Some business. <laughs> and I got to meet the guys that I'll be working with, the platoon, the shift that I'll be on. So it was really cool. I got to see the station. I got to meet my future fellow firefighters, my captain, the chief. And I was really happy with like how everything went. I mean, I really enjoyed everyone's company everyone's it was really cool i got along really well with the guys i know they were excited to meet me knowing that a new hire was coming in so yeah it went really well that in itself was like one of my favorite parts was just like seeing the station seeing where i'll be working and like kind of like a childhood dream of mine coming true is like seeing it you know it's one thing like to picture it in your head and imagine it but like being there in a fire station around other firefighters i mean it was really cool definitely like really excited for that to be happening soon did it make everything feel more real for you like uh, oh shit this is gonna happen a 100 percent 
Because it's just been a thought. Like, what is it going to be like? Hawaii's a small island. A bunch of the guys there, we were somehow connected through someone. Everyone kind of knows everyone somehow. When you're from here, I swear, like, there's always some sort of connection. Always. Yeah. He also got his uniform. (laughs) Yeah, I I did not expect to be taking home $5,000 worth of gear. Um, That's an expensive costume. Damn. (laughs) So we had to actually buy two suitcases while we were up there. Because I didn't know that I was going to be bringing home my PPE and like all my uh, gear and whatnot. But that was cool too. I got to do all my gear fitting for my um, PPE, my jackets, my pants. The outfits hit. I go, I know because I tried them on. Yeah. (laughs) That was cool. That was fun. Um, So we have a bunch of just firefighter gear just sitting in Ava's living room right now. (laughs) Uh, That was cool. On more of like the vacation side of things. If you guys follow Ava on Instagram, which I'm assuming most of you do if you listen to the podcast you guys probably saw that like little beach we went to the little cliff jumping spot that was really cool that just felt magical yeah it did not feel like hawaii i feel like yeah no and it was nice because it wasn't that crowded at all it was pretty empty but that was cool and then it's like spending time like on vacation with ava was cool i mean that was our first trip together so it was successful there were no vacation fights which apparently are a thing (laughs) (laughs) We ate a lot of good food. We ate a lot of good food. We had a lot of good drinks. Yeah. At a $5 Pog Mimosa that did things to me. Pog is passion orange guava, by the way. If you don't know, but that was really fire. Yeah, that was really good. Um, that breakfast was probably like one of my favorite meals we had. One night, we literally just stayed in the hotel room <laughs> and watched 21 Jump Street. Yeah. <laughs> and ate snacks. That was fun in its own way. But yeah, I know I had a really, really good time. Yeah, I feel like we had one adventure day, and then the next day we just kind of did nothing, which was also really nice. Yeah. You have to have a good mix. So yeah. it was a really fun trip. I had an awesome time. It was so cool being there with Micah and getting to do all that and seeing where he's going to live. But anyway, I'm back home. We're back home now, and it's time to get into the juicy stuff. So you all submitted your relationship horror stories. Like I said, we really don't know what we're about to get into here but mike and i are basically going to take turns reading the stories to each other and kind of like reacting to them (laughs) so anything else you want to say before we hop into this no i mean it's good to be back i guess (laughs) good to be back you're the first recurring guest oh yeah because you all loved the first one and i was like i guess i have to bring him back but yeah i know for real thank you guys for the support on the first episode. It was so amazing to read all of your feedback. And that's why Sir Micah is here again today, because you all loved our episode together so much. So (laughs) that being said, (laughs) let's hop into the horror stories of relationships. (laughs) I'm like, you're kind of reading through it beforehand. Holy shit. Okay. This was like six years ago. So I laugh at it now, but it was traumatic in the moment. When I was in high school, I was dating this guy towards the end of my junior year. And to keep the pod as PG-13 as possible, let's just say we decided to do something neither of us had any prior experience with. Hmm. I wonder what she's talking about. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) This resulted in his little brother walking in and telling his parents what he saw, then me being kicked out and having to ask my mom to come pick me up. She eventually found out what happened and grounded me for three months. She took my phone for the entire three months and it was summer break, so everyone thought I vanished or something, even my boyfriend at the time. Then I went back to school and apparently he had just assumed that we were still in a relationship after three months of no contact and it was genuinely the most awkward thing to explain to my friends why I was MIA for three months and break up with him at school just because I wanted the whole situation to be over with. LOL, anyways, love you in the pod. That's kind of intense. No, three it months. In, it was in her 
parent her boyfriend's house. <laughs> oh my gosh, my guy can't with the dad jokes. Anytime I say intense, and this has been going on since when we first started talking, it really threw me off the first time. I said the word intense. It's like one of my favorite describing words. And Mike was like, no, silly. It was in a house. It wasn't intense. Yeah, camping is intense. <laughs> Three months of no phone? That must have been liberating. <laughs> I go, honestly, a win is a win. That was probably the best summer of your life without a phone. The silver lining to every bad situation. Yeah. All right. Well, that was starting off on a lighter note. That's a light note. <laughs> <laughs> Your boyfriend's younger brother walking in on... Oh, shit. I forgot about that part. That's kind of traumatizing. I was in a three-year-long situationship with a oh, man who was God. ashamed of me. Well, that in itself <laughs> is already a horror story. It's a three-year-long situationship. Oh, my God. I was in love with this man. He had everything I was looking for. He was tall and handsome and funny, and we had so much in common. The start of our situationship was really great. We clicked right away, but as the months moved on, he started being really weird about see being seen with me in public. For example, if he wanted to split the cost of anything, he would refuse to Venmo me because he didn't want people to know we were hanging out. <gasps> he would avoid me in group settings, refuse to take pictures with me. He would tell me not to text him when he was around other people and deny being associated with me if anyone ever asked. But when we were together one-on-one, -on -one, he would act like I was his girlfriend. I was immature and had very low self-worth at the time. I tolerated being his little secret because he was my first love. <gasps> my first everything, in parentheses, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> this lasted for three years looking back i can't believe i put up with someone like that thankfully i'm now in a very happy and healthy relationship but healing from the hurt of that three-year-long quote-unquote relationship definitely took some time damn yeah. i feel like so many people go through this so many people are in situationships and honestly i'm glad you got out of it and i'm happy that you're in a healthy relationship now but that'll leave some wounds that'll leave some trauma yeah, it's crazy that the red flags that we choose to ignore when we're younger. Right. I feel like so many, I feel like having a situationship is such a universal experience. It's hard because at some point it's like, if you put up with it that long, it becomes your fault too. You don't understand it at the time, but like looking back, obviously you've gone out of that now, but whenever I have friends that go through this and stuff, I'm just like, you're choosing this. Yeah. And I mean, like for me, it's like, if they're going to continue to to have like these types of behaviors and like show these red flags. It's one thing to like see them and then it's another thing to not do anything about them. At a certain point, you choose to be in the situation that you're in. And I get, trust me, I get that it's hard to like understand that in the moment. Especially when you're a teenager. Yeah, and when you're young and like your hormones are all over the place. <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be like that. And like you think this is love, but it is, I feel like it's something that everyone has to go through, but going through that definitely like helps you out later on well helps you out and kind of like leaves you with trauma but. yeah but it's fixable nothing nothing that can't be undone at a certain point you will receive what you accept from someone yeah if you're like letting behavior like that continue with someone why would they stop yeah especially if you, like you're okay like quote unquote okay with it and my whole thing is like Whenever like I have friends of like either gender that are in situations like this, your uncertainty is certainty. Yeah. You know? like, if you're uncertain about how someone feels about you or if how serious they're taking you, that in itself should be a certainty for you that they're not, this is not like going to be good for you. Or like one thing I always used to tell my friends and like tell myself was like, they are until they aren't and they aren't until they are. 
which means like you don't want to assume that they're bad at first, you know, because that can like you can miss out on something good. But at the same time, you want to have some sort of guard up understanding that they need to show me that they want me. They need to show me that they're going to be good for me before I'm willing to like let the walls down. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something that I've always said that I feel like you should really think about. And it's not up to us whether these people have red flags. It's up to us to do something about the red flags they show us. That's true because you can't change that about people. I know it's so easy to be like, oh, I'll be the one that fixes them or I, I can convince him to be with me. That's not how it should be. Yes, relationships, healthy relationships have their issues, but it should never be that hard. Yeah. Not this turning into a relationship advice episode. Uh, I mean, <laughs> this is just my reaction to it. I mean, yeah. I'm glad to hear that you are in that you are in a happy and healthy relationship now. And I'm sure that the things that you were put through in your situationship help you to appreciate and like be grateful for the things that you have in this relationship now. And so like we don't know the bad or the, we don't know the good. We don't know the good until we've experienced the bad sometimes. I mean I'm sure it makes you appreciate your healthy relationship more. Yeah. After having been through that. Silver lining. Win is a win. Yeah. Every um, situation that doesn't work out for you. Ends up working out for you. I actually told them about that quote in my last podcast. Yeah? Yeah. I gave you credit. Don't worry. I guess I didn't listen to it. (laughs) Yeah, what? What's that about? (laughs) Stay up to date. So clearly, I have a lot of things on my mind. Sometimes I feel like things can get a little bit overwhelming and I can't shut my own thoughts off and it can make me feel really stressed and anxious, sometimes even affecting my sleep. But I feel like in the last couple of years, I've learned how important it is to prioritize your mental health because it really affects our overall state of well-being. And of course, there's a bunch of different ways to help improve and prioritize your mental health, exercise therapy, quality time with close ones. But something I've found that has worked wonders is Headspace. Through guided meditations, mindfulness practices, breathing and calming exercises, Headspace is here to help improve mental health. Headspace combines meditation and mindfulness with modern practices through their experienced meditation teachers. These teachers have diverse backgrounds and different areas of expertise, so you're guaranteed to find a teacher and content that's best fit for you. With customized, personalized approaches, Headspace can help you navigate through all of life's moments, big and small. I feel like these days, I'm a busy gal trying to balance all the different things in my life. I've got a lot on my mind and sometimes I just need a second to step back and relax. I feel like especially the breathing and calming exercises have really helped me do so and even when I only have a few minutes, there are programs to do on the go which fits perfectly into my schedule. Headspace has helped me and more than 100 million people worldwide. They can help you too. Listen up, you do not want to miss this. I've arranged something special for a limited time. All of you can try Headspace free for 30 days by going to headspace.com/mind30day. You won't find this offer anywhere else you must use my link h-e-a-d-s-p-a-c-e dot com slash mind 30 day to unlock all of headspace free for 30 days this is not something they normally do headspace.com slash mind 30 day definitely go check it out oh my gosh (laughs) look at the subject line of this Terrible X story crying emoji. Please read me exclamation, 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 exclamation. In all caps. So I guess I'm going to read this. It's a little bit of a long one. Buckle up. So I started dating this guy who majorly love bombed me. No. 
from the get-go, had me under his complete control, and basically manipulated me. It was crazy. I was only 16, so I didn't have much experience with relationships, and I was still young. He was doing lots of drugs, and it had me stressed out all the time. He constantly missed school and would go missing, and he had really terrible mental health, which all took a toll on me as I felt a responsibility for him. Sorry, this is a bit deep. One day, it's our four-month anniversary. Sounds stupid, but I was 16, and it seemed important all those years ago. We had planned a lunch picnic at the beach, and we planned that he would meet me at my house at 11 a.m. 10.30 rolls around, and I assume he slept in as I haven't heard from him all morning. 11 a.m. comes and still nothing. Hours go by and he shows up eventually at 3.30 p.m. <laughs> I ask where he's been and he says he got stuck in the city and his phone died. Kind of odd, but I didn't want to push it. I just wanted to enjoy the day. We head to the beach. The sea breeze is in. It's cold. I, my food I've packed is soggy and not a single apology for being four and a half hours late for my boyfriend. We start chatting and I ask him about his trip to the city. He was meant to pick up something from the shops. He's reciting his day to me and slips in the word her by mistake. I immediately say, what do you mean? her <laughs> oh we really know how to like pick out the word she and her no, when men are talking. he was listening to the artist her while he was running <laughs> errands in the city. Yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> and after a while he admits he was meeting up with a girl who he'd previously had feelings for and had talked to before we started dating he wasn't shopping at all he had basically been on a date with another girl on our anniversary not replied to any messages showed up four and a half hours late and not even said sorry i was so upset so we caught an uber home we Leave him in the dust. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> when we get home, he starts crying and apologize. Oh my god! Wah 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 wah! Victim. When we get home, he starts crying and apologizing, saying he deserves all these bad things and makes me feel terrible for being mad at him. I assure him it's okay. Mistakes happen, and somehow I end up apologizing. The next day, he texts me and basically says that he deserves an apology from me. That I'm clingy and insecure. He should be allowed to hang out with girls without me being freaked out. She's just a friend now, and I'm toxic. He claims he doesn't think he did anything wrong and says I hurt him. I apologize, and the crazy thing is, at the time, I really believed the whole thing was my fault. Months go by before he break up the story of why is even worse so there you go oh i want to know the story of why girl how you leave us hanging there you go but years later i'm in the best relationship ever and my boyfriend now is amazing and sweet and kindest soul i've ever met lots of love from australia what the <laughs> i guess toxicity has no um it takes place in all continents <laughs> i go it's not just in america it's not just in america damn whoa it's crazy how that is such a common occurrence of someone like gaslighting you into thinking that you did something wrong when they did something really awful and then you end up apologizing and like you truly believe it. It Oh my gosh, I can't believe you went through that. That's actually the worst. What is your like knee-jerk reaction to it? My knee-jerk reaction? Yeah. 16 and in love is just a, st <laughs> a story or like a, a recipe for trouble. I mean, I feel like at that age you don't really know how to like fully navigate your emotions or like your feelings. And so things either feel really dramatic or like nothing at all. There's like no in between. Mm -hmm. It is crazy how like so many people have gone through stuff like that, like that exact scenario or it's not, well, not that exact scenario, <laughs> but like being gaslit into believing that you're the problem and how like there's a lack of accountability on so many people's ends. On, and the crazier part for me is like, like I've been through stuff like that and it's one thing to be like manipulating and toxic and gaslighting but the scariest part for me is when people are doing those things and they truly believe that they are not wrong like that's the scary part is like yeah it's one thing to do all those things knowingly but the even scarier part is when they truly believe they're right and like that they're not doing anything wrong and that him going on this date with this girl wasn't wrong and that she's being crazy like that 
is scary to me when people will, will be toxic and like do things that are but they don't even think it's toxic yeah, and they don't think it's toxic yeah. and that's the thing is like you'll never be able to correct yourself if like you don't see what you're doing is wrong and like that's what's scary yeah it's kind of a recipe for disaster because there's they're not going to change if they don't think anything's wrong exactly and you can't expect someone to change if they don't want to change themselves like one thing i will say is like at the end of every single all the, these first three stories they all ended up in happy and healthy relationships and i think at a young age we all go through like bad relationships that's part of like dating as a teenager is you learn what you don't want you learn what to look for and at the same time we're not perfect like none of us are and it's important that like we kind of go through like these like rough early relationships to kind of like do some self-reflection on how we can be better and at the same time look for better you know it's important i feel like every person has a some bad story of dating as a teenager I mean, these stories are just testimonies to show you that you're, you'll eventually end up where you're supposed to end up with who you're supposed to end up with. Yeah, so like, it doesn't always make sense yeah. when you're going through the shitty stuff until you're not. Yeah. And it's always hindsight. I promise you that. Yeah. And I can guarantee you, like, in that moment, you believe that that person is the person you're supposed to be with. But then, like, two year, three years later, you look back and you're like, I'm so glad I did not end up with that person. As strongly as it felt like that person was the the one quote unquote when you were in it when you get out of it majority of the time you're like i'm so glad that didn't work out and then look where you are now my boyfriend at the time and i were waiting in line to get a covid test the drive-through kind i picked up his phone to get the sign-in qr code and pressed on messages after you sign in to the drive-in they send you info to fill out before your test in his recent messages he had an only fan subscription <laughs> confirmation oh, <shit. laughs> When I confronted him about it, he immediately lied and said he didn't know what it was. We sat in silence for maybe five seconds. We were the next people in line to get tested. Before then, he followed with, please don't tell anyone. By then, we were at the front of the line and I was already crying before the test began. Oh. The lady taking my test apologized because she thought the test made me cry that much, but I was actually just crying over my boyfriend trying to hide an OnlyFans subscription from me. I can't. Finding out bad news in public like that yeah. is the worst. Yeah. Like if anyone's ever had to work an eight-hour shift right after like heartbreak or like something bad, <laughs> you know that that's the worst shift ever. Or like, like go to school, go yeah. through a school day. Oh yeah. my gosh. At least you found out because who knows how long that would have gone on or had been going on and you're not at fault. That's like not, I, I know whenever you find someone like doing sneaky stuff behind your back, that that's not like a reflection of you as a like partner. I hope your COVID test came back negative. <laughs> what does he mean? Please don't tell anyone. The only person who like would have freaked out knowing that found out the girlfriend. Unless you were just embarrassed to subscribe to an OnlyFans to begin with. Ay, ay, ay. I was about to give some really like shady advice. Do I? No. No. What do you mean by that? <laughs> um, well, basically, I saw it. I, I read it in an article, aka I saw it on TikTok, and it was like, if you want to find out if like your boyfriend has an OnlyFans account, try and make an account with his email, and then if it says it already has a, an account, then. But then again, like they could have another email, but I don't think like a lot of men are that smart to do that. Is that shady to say? You're, but then again, you're about to start a bunch of fights. <laughs> See, but then again, if you even feel the urge to do that, that is your sign that something's wrong. 
if you have the urge to actually go and do what I just, well, I'm not advising anyone to do this. I will not take liability. I will be saying that. If you even feel the urge to check, and this goes, I guess with like phone stuff too. I mean, if you even feel the urge to like look through, that's kind of already like a, uh, I mean, I get being insecure about things sometime and just like wanting peace of mind. But at a certain point, it's like, if you have the urge to do that, something's not right. Yeah. Like I said, your uncertainty is a certainty. Like, like if you're having like doubts or questioning things like that in itself, well, at the same time, people have gone through stuff and I feel like insecurities, doubts, uncertainties, it's not always a bad thing. It's not always like detrimental, but that's when I feel like you communicate with your partner. You just talk to them. I'm feeling like you should let me go through your phone. (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily, but just let them know that you're feeling insecure. Let them know that like lately I've been overthinking things. And then like if you're an overthinker, I'm an overexplainer. You you are. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's the thing is like if you're with, if you're in a healthy relationship where communication and like transparency is at the forefront of it, you should be able to communicate what you're feeling or like the insecurities that you have. And then in turn, your partner should talk to you and help put those at ease and i feel like that's a much more effective and like non-invasive way of getting over those feelings rather than going through someone's phone yeah because more likely than not you're just it's gonna spiral into something much much worse and you're not wrong like you're not a bad person for wanting to do that because it's so normal but also there are more effective ways to go about yeah fixing those issues yeah instead of like making it worse especially just like that'll create further issues i feel like especially if you like do it behind their back i mean i see i get it because it's one thing if like say you're like oh can i go on your phone real quick and they're really sus see that's like that'd be weird or like trying to go on safari or something i like i get that you know there's just so many different circumstances here to think about and i can't address all of them but trust me i get it but talk to them they're your person you should be able to talk to them about stuff like this and the right person won't be mad at you for feeling these way this way they'll be empathetic of what you're feeling and they'll do their best to like put whatever insecurities or self or doubts you have about things like at ease put them at rest like the right person won't be mad at you for that you know they'll understand that we all have like ebbs and flows of our emotions and like sometimes we don't always feel the most secure and that's not always a reflection of your partner you know sometimes that's just like the things that we've gone through or like past traumas that we're still dealing with but like i said like talk to them communicate have a conversation the hardest conversations to have are usually the ones that are most like growth like they inspire the most growth Mm -hmm. and it's like through conversations like that or communication like that where relationships grow stronger you know if you just continue to like burrow those feelings inside you they'll only like grow deeper and i don't know we totally went so off topic from this (laughs) she was just trying to to look for a qr code i don't know how we got here i don't know but we did and now i guess we move on to the next before we keep talking far too much Hey, Ava and Micah, here's my relationship horror story. My boyfriend of seven years has recently started to make rude comments about my weight gain. I'm a mid-sized girly who definitely appreciates pasta, felt. (laughs) I told him how it made me feel and he promised to stop. Fast forward a couple months later, we got into a huge fight over the phone and he says, you disgust me with all the weight you've been gaining. And he said, he wished I looked more like the girls he followed on Instagram. 
mm, I don't even want to read this. I'm about to like punch him. I don't even know who this man is. And he said he wished I looked more like the girls he followed on Instagram. He hangs up and texts me a minute later saying, don't call me, don't text me, and don't come see me until you've lost 10 pounds. I ended up losing 165 pounds dot, 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 by leaving his ass. I had to remind myself that the size of your waist and the shape of your body does not determine your worth. By the way, I love your podcast. Okay, first of all, true, because it doesn't. Also, that is so awful to date someone for seven years and then suddenly they come at you with that. That's so hurtful. I'm sorry you had to go through that, but you're so much better off without that energy. Ew, I hate the comment about I wish you looked more like the girls he followed on Instagram because I have been seeing a lot of TikToks lately where it's like the reason sometimes that guys who follow a ton of like Instagram models on Instagram or like, you know, quote unquote, perfect Instagram girls, like Instagram baddies, whatever. Sometimes when they follow all of that and they are constantly seeing these quote unquote society's version of a perfect woman, it makes them like not as into you because they're constantly like seeing that. And it's like those, those expectations, I, I hate that. Well, I'm glad that she ended things with that guy i mean it's very hard to i mean seven years seven years so yeah kudos prop kudos to you for like having this knowing your self-worth and like not sticking around with someone like that yeah it sounds like homeboy got some insecurity issues of his own right yeah because that seems a little more deep-rooted than yeah. you know you if you could see me right now i'm like sitting with a really mean look on my face and like my arms are crossed because that made me mad but i'm also really happy for you that you got out of that queen <laughs> yeah so me and my ex-boyfriend met at work and it was all fun until i met his parents especially his mom she didn't really like me as i was younger than him so what she did was always say the name of his ex-girlfriend whenever she wanted to say my name <gasps> the first time i laughed it off because i really didn't know what else to do after a while i told my boyfriend about it and that i was very uncomfortable with what she was doing he said he never noticed it and even defended her saying that the names just sound alike <laughs> But for example, her name was Sarah and mine was Catherine. <laughs> I, I can see it. I can hear it. <laughs> Are you joking? All good after all. Well, we broke up, but now I have a beautiful and loving boyfriend <gasps> whose parents adore me. I just have to clap, clap, clap for that. At the ending, of yeah. course. What? Ew, that's so weird. It's it's already hard enough as it is to meet your partner's parents. Like, that's already very stress-inducing and, you know, you just want to make a good impression. That, oh my gosh. When you're dating someone, you're kind of also, like, not dating the family, but... You get involved with their family, and so that wouldn't have been too good of a situation for you. So yeah, I mean, we talked about it in the first podcast that I was on about how like when you're looking for your next partner, you're not looking for just the partner. You're looking for some like you have to take into account like their family, how they're gonna interact with your family, and you know one thing I got I will say is like although the mom was in the wrong, I feel like the, her boyfriend was in the wrong as well. I mean, if I'm bringing someone around, if I bring you around someone that I, I love and I care about a lot and someone isn't a disrespecter in that manner. Even if it is my mom, I'm going to correct her and I'm going to talk to her about it. Like, that's not okay. Like, you don't do that to my girlfriend. Not they're, him siding with her. They're going to, yeah, not him <laughs> defending her. Like, and it doesn't even need to be a very like confrontational conversation. It's like, hey, mom, like, I don't appreciate you calling Catherine Sarah. You mean calling Sarah Catherine? Wait. No, her name was... Catherine? It's Catherine. No, I like to say Catherine. 
<laughs> Not us getting it mixed up. I'm sorry. Hey, Micah and Ava. So, Ava and Micah. <laughs> hey, Ava and Micah. So, for me, this is quite a heavy story. It happened about two years ago during Valentine's Day 2021. In November 2020, me and my ex had broken up. I was heartbroken and cried a lot, but I realized he had treated me badly for a long time, so I got over it once I realized that. I then met a boy, my now current boyfriend. We clicked immediately, and he treated me well. All while my ex had supposedly moved on, I couldn't be more wrong. During Valentine's night, from about 2 to 4.30 a.m., he showed up at my current boyfriend's house, starts screaming at the door. He can't believe I moved on. He starts texting me like crazy, telling me I have to come outside. He leaves, come back, comes back, leaves again, and then repeats this a couple of times. He scared me so much, I was panicking at this point. He finally stops at 4 a.m., goes home, and I thought he was just super drunk that night, and that was the end of it. I was wrong. Next week, the same thing happens. Then he starts coming with other friends, antagonizing my friend, while we have a party wanting me to come outside many scary nights later and a lot of panic attacks later my dad calls his mom and stepdad and says that he has to stop or he will come and handle it and call the police so he finally stops which i was happy about we should have called the police way earlier but that's a lesson learned then later in the summer he starts asking my super underage sister while he wasn't a minor all kinds of sexual and weird stuff so we had to block him on her phone as well now two years later i sometimes think about it and it gives me chills it was a rocky start to the relationship with my boyfriend we are all good and happy now p.s i'm attaching a picture of him stalking me one time outside my boyfriend's house and i attached a picture of my boyfriend and me i love receipts this girl literally attached security camera footage of this man outside her boyfriend's house first of all i'm so sorry because that is so scary it's like one thing to have like a quote-unquote i have a crazy ex but that's like next level stalking and that's scary you just uh it's so weird because sometimes you don't you see a different side of someone once the relationship is over and sometimes people do not take breakups well and they take it to that next level which is so scary but i'm glad that that's kind of resolved now because that's that is dark whenever i hear stories like this i'm, I'm i just think what is the guy thinking right like, <clears throat> you know what i'm gonna win her back i'm gonna show up to her house and harass her at two in the morning this will definitely get this will do it this this she'll fall back in love with me if i do this i mean that behavior alone just solidifies like very glad that that didn't work out with you because you don't know how to handle conflict or rejection just take the l and leave dude yeah you're just making things worse for yourself. And then going after the minor sister. Yeah. That's where things just get like really, really, really weird. It's almost like, how did I ever even date this guy? Mm-hmm. Like, who is this? Yeah, because yeah. that's going to make the girl feel weird because it's like, did I not see all of this? Like, yeah. ah. And like, did his attraction to my younger sister start after we were dating? Yeah. Like, who knows? Like, this is just weird. Like. Glad you got out, girl. Yeah. <laughs> this one has a receipts, too. <laughs> I love receipts. Honestly, if you guys ever submit anything, I would love, like, photo reference. It really makes it an enjoyable experience. <laughs> the subject line of this one says, I climbed out a window, jumped off the roof, get away from a bad day. Oh, no. See, if you want us to read. Yeah. It's all about the subject line. This is how you do it. Like, how do I not read this one? This happened 10 years ago. I was 18 and he was 24, just to set the stage. Oh, God. Immediately, no. We met at a barbershop he worked at, quote unquote. I happened to pass by and he caught my eye and I caught his. He handed me a glass of Coca-Cola and it felt like we had a solid connection. <laughs> 
<laughs> that'll do it. That'll do it. For sure. But like Diet Coca-Cola for sure. <laughs> Coke Zero. <laughs> it was cute and quick and we planned a date for the next day. Wow, this should be a Coca-Cola commercial. <laughs> for our first date, he promised me dinner and a movie. I thought, wow, simple, fun, sweet. We had no mutual friends or anything, so we were total strangers. We texted the entire night before, and he seemed so wonderful and fun. We met up at the barbershop, and he takes me to In-N-Out. And he tells me he can't afford a lot and just to order a number one meal, which was weird, but fine. Red flag culture wasn't a thing yet, so I thought it was just odd. Also, I could pay for myself. He then tells me up front, I believe in more money, more problems. And basically told me he had no intention of excelling in his career and making more money. Let me know that money was the devil and he wanted no part of it. At this point, I start to get uncomfortable. He's a little aggressive and talks at me about his beliefs, basically wanting me to agree. Women belong in the kitchen, men rule the house. He was very misogynistic. He let me know right off the bat he wouldn't move out with his mom because he loves his family and is really attached to them. He then told me the truth that he wasn't actually a barber, nor did he work at the shop I met him at. <laughs> he would sweep hair to help his buddy and they'd occasionally pay him, which is again fine, but I just thought it was odd. Such a weird thing to lie to me about. All of this happened within the first two hours of the date. Then come to find out he can't afford to go to the movies. I'm already in his car when he tells me he can't afford it, and he just drives me to meet his family instead. His mother, his niece, his adult siblings. He drives me right to his parents' house where most of the siblings still live, along with the nieces and nephews and his mother. I was not given a choice, and now I'm freaked out. He introduces me, forgets my last name, and then hauls me up to his room. No! He keeps trying to kiss me, and I pull away. It would act really shy and cute because I'm legit scared of this guy. I'm kind of playing along so I can figure a way out. His mom calls him to help her out with some things downstairs, and he tells me he'll be gone for about 20 minutes. His room was covered in <laughs> sneakers, pristine in the box, but every article of clothing he owned was on the floor, and everything else was caked in a layer of weed dust. <laughs> right before he left, I had messaged my friend who I knew lived nearby. I messaged SOS on my old sidekick 4G, and I literally forced his bedroom window open pushed the screen out, climbed down the slope of the roof and jumped off the and jumped off the roof onto the driveway. I busted my butt on the pavement and oh. ran into my friend's car. That friend ended up taking me to the movies and calming me down. The guy I was on a date with, well, he messaged me asking me where I was, like not even caring I practically broke his window. He said he was confused because we thought we had a good connection and that things were going well. He would periodically message me and make new Facebook accounts to find me for like two years. Oh, god! Eventually, he gave up. I will never forget how scary and weird that was. The moral of the story is to meet in a public place, bring your own car, and don't let them know where you live. Keep your location on and have a backup plan in place. Here's a picture of his house <laughs> to see where I jumped off of. I'm so weak. That's a pretty high jumping point. Oh, it's not a picture of his exact house. A oh. picture of what his house looked like. Oh, okay. Uh, you might have avoided something really bad. Hey, kudos to you for having the athleticism to break a window, <laughs> climb a roof, or scale a roof, scale and then roof. jump down from a roof. I feel like when your flight or fight kicks in, like I cannot imagine that 
feeling of being so scared literally for your life and especially because this man's a stranger you don't have mutual friends you don't know what's going on that is so scary never never go to someone's house without like a way out or especially like on the first obviously and i feel like you knew already because there was like some weird vibes going on prior to that but i'm glad you got out because i feel like especially nowadays you just hear more and more crazy stories of like bad things happening yeah it's sad it's sad just it's it's sad, but, like, you never know what anyone's intentions are nowadays, even on, like, a next level, like, dangerous level. I mean, it's just important to, like, know your surroundings and just be aware and be cautious of the situations that you might end up in, you know? So just be careful. Yeah, I'm I glad, mean... Uh, you made your way out of that because who knows what could have happened for real and i mean you said all the right things at the end you know when you're going on a first date with someone take your own car send a friend your location you know just take all the precautions all of them you can never be too cautious (laughs) i saw a few keywords again i think this one's gonna be funny i think i don't know so this is gonna be the last entry that i read let's get into it hey ava oh she didn't say micah I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> hey, Ava, this relationship was a doozy, but hopefully I summed up this part well enough. Anyway, from the ages of 14 to 16, a child. That's <laughs> Isn't it crazy, a- though? Because when you are that age, you feel old. Like, you're 14 and you're like, oh, I'm an eighth grader. I'm a freshman. Like, I'm a woman or I'm a man. Whatever. Like, I'm no, an adult. I, not me. I was outside playing sky and getting strawberries on my knees and elbows until I was like, 21 years old so oh from the age of 14 to 16 i was in an on and off relationship with the guy in the grade above me he was my first relationship but meanwhile he already had over a dozen under his belt what damn <laughs> the I... longest one being two weeks <gasps> oh my <Shocking>. goodness <laughs> i wonder how old this girl is that's she has to be like 16 17 years old sending this in <laughs> i don't know This should have been enough of a sign, but I was young and truly didn't know any better at the time. The thing that caused us to break up over and over was him cheating. One time we were in church together and I saw him looking at another girl's nudes. When I asked him about it, he tried to tell me they were mine. (laughs) Gaslighting king. That's that's gaslight. That is the definition. Oh my gosh. This naked body, that's That's yours. Do you not remember sending me these? However, the worst part about him cheating was that whenever there was a girl he wanted to be with that didn't like him back, he would force me to be friends with them so that he could be closer. This happened four or five times, at one point with a girl four years younger than him, 18 and 13. He's a felon. 18 and 13? I never understood that because as an 18-year-old, 13-year-olds are literal children. Ew. That's gross. Every time I was uncomfortable with him being close with another girl, he would just tell me to get to know them. Several of them told me way later how uncomfy they were talking to him and that they were sorry he was manipulating me like that. Thankfully, I've been out of that for a few years now and only see him on occasion. Could arguably be the most eventful two years of my life. Hope this was juicy enough for you. Oh, it was. I feel like at 14 years old, you're a a kid. I, I, I mean, me personally, I'm not saying anyone's wrong, but I had no business dating or having anything to do with girls romantically at 14 years old. I feel like you're a kid. Enjoy your childhood. You know, like, don't it's try and grow up It's different nowadays, so fast. though. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like I said, when I was 14, I was outside playing skying. He was outside. <laughs> bodyboarding. Hanging with the boys. Like, I, I didn't care about girls. Like, what? You're dating at 14? And then 
18 years old trying to date a 13 year old somebody call chris hansen right now and get him on to catch a predator because that is illegal is that what would you do what no chris do hansen is to catch a predator oh is that a show yeah it's when they like set up oh predators to meet up with a 14 year old girl and they meet up with chris hansen and oh. like, all right mike is gonna finish us off actually hi ava omg and micah love y'all and the podcast fam appreciate love y'all too yeah appreciate it <laughs> appreciate it i appreciate it <laughs> honestly i would love a boy's perspective on this oh word perfect no, you're gonna man's perspective <laughs> go i'm not a boy i'm a man can everybody <laughs> okay so me and my ex dated long distance for a year going to two different colleges and we honestly did long distance very well or so i thought the drive in between was about four hours and we would make the effort to visit each other all the time this one time when I was visiting, he wanted to introduce me to a couple of his coworker friends who had been asking to meet me for a while. I was finally going to be in town, so one of the coworkers suggested we go to the bar where his sister works at. So we went, and I met everyone and the sister, and they all loved me. A couple of weeks later, he goes out to a concert with a friend, and he sees the sister of the coworker there, and he t- Oh, so the- they go to the bar that one of his sister's coworkers- Or one of his coworkers' sisters worked at. Okay. A couple of weeks later, he goes out to a concert with a friend, and he sees the sister of the coworker there, and he tells me they said hi. Well, later that night, I got a call from him, and he's asking me to give the sister boy advice because he had apparently found her outside the venue crying. So me and this girl talk, and it's kind of weird, but all goes well. Flash forward two weeks later, and my boyfriend randomly dumps me over the phone after sending me a message the night before about how much he loved me. I found out three months later he started dating the sister of the coworker one week after we broke up. The girl he literally introduced me to and made me give advice to. I found out through mutual friends he had started cheating on me with her after that night. You could say I was shocked to find this info out, especially considering that he had literally introduced me as his girlfriend to her a few weeks prior. Micah, why would a guy do this? <laughs> That's a quick turnaround time. Oh my gosh, he really like wanted your approval. <laughs> what the? Anyways, in my healing girl era. <laughs> yes, yes you are. Um, Get into it. I'll let you take it away because this question is not for me. <laughs> I don't know if I have the answer to this. I mean, sometimes the truth is harsh and the truth hurts. But the reality oh of God, it is. What are you about to say? This guy didn't love you the way you thought he did. Mm. And yeah, that's really shady to hear. But that's true. Because if you love someone, that's not how you treat someone. And one thing I learned is sometimes the person that we fell in love with is no longer the person, the same person that we're still in that relationship with. You know, people change. Sometimes you can still be in love with a past version of a them. past version of that yeah. person. And what I always say is like, obviously, this guy... Or this guy that he was when he cheated was no longer the guy that you fell in love with. And so I think in a way that helps people move on is like, I no longer love him. I loved a version of him. Because the version of him that I fell in love with, the version of him that I loved, wouldn't do this to me. But this version of him right now would. And that's not the version that I deserve. Long distance is hard. But it's not impossible. And, you know, sometimes long distance will just show you someone's true colors 
he cheated on you with someone he introduced you to and someone that he asked you to give advice to. Like, <sighs> Damn. Yeah. When we get cheated on, sometimes we want closure and like we want to know why. Like you're asking like, why would a guy do this? I think the act of cheating in itself is closure in yeah. itself. You know, there's nothing more that you need to know than he just, sadly, he just didn't care about you the way that you had hoped he would. And as hard as that is to hear and as hard of a pill as that is to swallow, it's the only pill you need to swallow. And just leave it at that, you know. But there is like a bright side because you're going to end up with someone who would never do that. Exactly. Something that put things in a perspective for, for me, like every time I experienced heartbreak was every relationship will disappoint you until one doesn't. And when you think about it that way, if only one relationship is going to be the one that works out for you forever, you're going to have to understand that the odds aren't in your favor. If only one is going to work out for you, you're going to experience a lot of disappointments. Every relationship will disappoint you until one doesn't. This is just one more disappointment closer, closer yeah. to you finding, you yeah. know, like, I know it sounds so cheesy and it you're is. One dis- you're one heartbreak closer to finding the one. No, and it's no, true. No, but it's though. true. And like with every heartbreak, you learn, you grow. The silver lining of it is like, I can be happy knowing that this didn't work out because I wouldn't want to be with someone that would do that to me. And you'll find someone that would never even consider doing that. And every situation that doesn't work out for you ends up working out for you. So until that day, continue to be in your healing girl era. Yeah. Keep doing stuff for you. Learn to love life on your own. Yes. Very important. And yeah, best of luck to you. All right. Is that a wrap? Yeah. That was not the most lighthearted episode. Like It was definitely entertaining, but like I'm feeling... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's funny because... Prior to us getting into it, I was like, oh, this would be a pretty like easy, light episode. And then it kind yeah. of just turned into... I'm going to need to go <laughs> bring up the vibes. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for wanting me to be on the podcast again. I'm happy to be here. And hopefully this isn't the last time you guys hear from me. Yeah. Let us know on Instagram, as per usual, what you thought. I feel like next time we'll we'll go back to our... I feel like we always have good natural conversations. Yeah. I feel like we could do like a fun advice sesh or something. Because this is kind of what that turned into. Yeah. Loki. It was kind of like relationship advice <laughs> it, and like affirmations. Yeah. We, we <laughs> read the trauma and then dissected and gave advice, advice. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah it was really just supposed to be our knee-jerk reactions to it but yeah if you want us to do an advice sesh don't be afraid to ask me or ava questions outside of relationships whether it's like advice on life or just anything in general yeah Not absolutely. that we have all the answers but it's nice to get yeah. outside perspective sometimes yeah and it'd be it it'd definitely be fun to give advice on more than just relationships yeah so. for sure yeah we should do that next yeah coming soon stay tuned thank you for listening for submitting all of your stories to the pod i hope you all are recovering well from all of that and that was everything on On our our mind on their mind on our mind on all of our minds on all of our minds the end (laughs) 